Hey, hey, how's it going? Hi, uh, it's going good. How's it going on your <laughs> end? Pretty good. Just have some friends coming over later to hang out and get some dim sum and watch a movie. So mostly just chilling for the most of the day, doing some house okay. cleaning, you know, like you normally do it's before fun. people come over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. What movie are you watching? Uh, not sure yet. I think we'll we'll figure it out together. Okay. I was trying to watch old. I saw it on mm. Netflix and well, no spoilers, but it's I haven't seen a movie like that in a <laughs> while. You know, it's about the uh, I'm not going to give you any spoilers, but yeah. It's Is that it, the one? It, it, yeah. Is that set on a beach? Yeah, it's okay. the island that makes you old. It's yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> but, I... Oh man. Uh yeah, it's something else. <laughs> Remind me, me of that movie Snakes on a Plane, you know, when uh, there's snakes on the plane and everybody's freaked out and it's so <laughs> random. I mean, why are there snakes on a plane? It gave me the exact same vibe. Interesting. Yeah. One, uh, one movie that old reminded me of is uh, Time Trap, which was, it's a really good Netflix movie about uh, a cave where basically time moves differently within this cave <laughs> okay that actually so, sounds yeah more interesting you have to see this i mean yeah i'm i'm, I'm curious i haven't like uh, <laughs> but yeah that sounds great it actually reminded me of lost have you seen lost oh yeah I, i'm i'm a huge lost fan <laughs> okay okay yeah yeah i feel you i'm a huge lost fan as well i was thinking of actually like uh, watching it i think the fourth time oh, yeah wow yeah yeah it's, it's been something i was watching it live when it appeared and i was like what like a teen and yeah it's uh, kind of marked my existence who's it directed by uh jj abrams yeah 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 big fan yeah i i was also watching that one live and like listening to podcasts every week to try to get like the like not, it wasn't really spoilers because no one knew what was going to happen. It was like fan theories on what's going to happen. And that yeah. was, that was half the fun of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. The hype. I mean, I wish something would come out at that level nowadays, but yeah, that was like pre-internet. I mean, you, you still had the internet, but it was like pre, like so much content all over the place era. So yeah, yeah. I, don't know if I had a, a different feel to it. And especially since most like really good stories that are adapted to TV and movies tend to be based on books. So you can like you can just read the book if you're curious about how that story is going to end. Yeah. <laughs> like there's a, a silo right now on Apple TV which is this futuristic whatever story where you know everyone is living in a silo. If they go outside, they die. And it's like, how did this world happen? Like, what happens when you go outside that makes you die? Like, you know, and my, my wife's, I, I read all the books for it. My wife hasn't. So we're watching it together and she's like giving all these theories about what she thinks happening. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's a good theory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to not give any spoilers. <laughs> ah, that's great. Yeah, I actually wanted to watch that one. Okay. I actually <laughs> added it to my list. Didn't know it was actually like a book adaptation. 
I have to search uh, yeah. search up the book as well. I'm wondering if we have it on hardcover. I mean, we must. Uh, it's called Wool. Is the name of the book. Um, it was. It's actually pretty interesting because the book actually started on uh, his blog. Like he was he was writing individual chapters, and people loved it so much that he packaged it into an ebook and sold that uh, like straight to consumer on like wow. the Kindle store. And it got so much publicity, it became like a bestseller. And then it got picked up by a publisher. And then it was turned into an Apple TV series. So wow. all from his blog to an Apple TV series. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, what a success story. Yeah. Uh, well, really what, nice. uh, what have you been up to lately? <laughs> uh, Besides well, uh, watching not- old... Uh, I had my parents over last week, so it was kind of intense, uh, but good as well. Uh, did lots of walking around, and uh, yeah, other than that, just chilling and uh, yeah, keeping keeping hydrated, keeping uh, you know <laughs> moving. I started working out. I have a bit of a sore, like everything, uh, but yeah, that's good. <laughs> what's your uh like workout approach <laughs> uh i mainly go to the gym and watch others what they're doing so i kind of like got my routine it's a really nice gym because uh, it's provided by the council over here so if you pay your, your council tax in london some councils offer you free gym on the weekends so i'm over there with uh, half the neighborhood uh, yesterday was a bit yeah uh, not so crowded, but usually it gets crowded. But it's really nice because I don't know, you can see uh, people who are really into working out, like bodybuilders and that kind of, those kinds of people, and also like I don't know uh, everyone, every <laughs> age range, every like yeah. So it's interesting, and yeah, I just like get glimpses of, of exercises, and I just that. yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I saw Bruce Lee's uh, gym um, schedule on Twitter. So he had like this list of things he did on uh, in his gym. And uh, that was kind of nice. I was going to look up the exercises, but yeah, they seem pretty complicated. So, yeah, but yeah. pretty good. <laughs> it wasn't that long. I was expecting Bruce Lee to have a much longer list. It was like 10 things. And like just a bunch yeah. of reps. Huh. Well, you know, it's uh, maybe it's the repetition. Maybe it's the consistency. Yeah. Like if you can, I'm sure if you can do those 10 things with massive weight perfectly, then you're probably a very well rounded, uh, flexible person. Yeah, exactly. Bruce Lee, yeah. basically. <laughs> nice. Yeah. One of one of my favorite things at my uh, past job was they offered like weekly yoga, so they would actually have like a yoga instructor come in and they like had one of the conference rooms where um, like we would all just go in and do yoga every week. Like mostly like stretching yoga wasn't wasn't like yoga that would make you sweat. Okay. But uh, I realized that after just years of doing that, how much more flexible I was compared to not just because I. I wasn't stretching on my own. So it was like, it gave me that space and time every week to make sure I focused at least a little bit on my own stretching. Yeah, yoga is <laughs> definitely. Great. I mean, 
Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I used to do it more often, but I usually do it at home, maybe once a week. But for working from home, yeah, yoga is the best. Also, coupled with a little bit of meditation, I do that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and breathing. Sometimes when I work, I forget to breathe. So that's like really important. I don't know if you do that as well, but I have to like remind myself I'm sometimes like just like caught in the middle of something and I like at some point I'm just gasping like, <gasps> and I realize, oh, I forgot to breathe. That's funny. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you're like just really into it. And yeah, uh, so it, it, do you associate that with like being in the flow of what you're working on or does it happen yeah, at probably. Like, different yeah, times? Maybe it's a byproduct of just like liking what I do at that specific moment or getting like really into it, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's it. Or just like um, not focusing on actually breathing. <laughs> Yeah, I I was trying to do like a Pomodoro stuff for a while, you know, the mm -hmm. like 25 minutes on, five, five minutes off. But uh, I ended up wanting to go much longer than 25 minutes. And like taking that intentional break was like bringing me out of my flow earlier. <laughs> so I, I, I don't think I figured it out yet. But sometimes now I'll like go, you know, an hour, two hour, three hour of just okay. like heads down, like like in the zone work. And then when I get out, I'm like, as soon as I like actually like put my head up from it, I realize I'm exhausted, <laughs> but it's like, while <laughs> well, I'm in it, I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. That's a chunky Pomodoro. That's like one of the longest Pomodoros <laughs> I've heard about, but <laughs> it's, it's good. You know, whatever works. Yeah, it's, it's funny how it works so different from for all of us, yeah. including with reading. I always yeah. wondered, like, how much I usually go, like, 15 minutes, at least two minutes break, 15 minutes, at least two minutes break. And after an hour, I kind of, like, feel the need to just, like, take a longer break hmm. or, like, that. <laughs> yeah, I, for me, it definitely depends on, like, what type of book I'm reading. Like, if it's one oh, yeah, where sure. it's, like... Uh, I'm constantly wondering what's going to happen next. I'll end up reading like way more chapters than if it's like a nonfiction book where I'm like, okay, let's just read one chapter. Let's learn one thing and then, then call it there. Like, uh, yeah. 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 Some books definitely <laughs> go faster than others right now. I'm reading, uh, Dostoevsky and it's like the Gulag Archipelago, which is a huge like book with small writing. And it's like really intense because <laughs> he details like a lot of what's been like going on. It's also gruesome. So I wouldn't like recommend it if you're, I mean, it's really tough, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I've been struggling with it for the past two months and I'm just like, <laughs> and that's like 15 minutes. I have to take a break. Just like look around. Go like, Oof. Sounds sounds like an intense read. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty intense. <laughs> I have to get, <laughs> yeah, I have to get others like easier, like less uh, like tougher ones, like mentally, I guess, <laughs> for my for my book for my, for my list. Do do you yeah. do you have like multiple books going at once, or do you focus on like one at yeah, a time? Yeah, unfortunately, I have multiple go. I have like three right now, and I'm struggling to finish all three. 
maybe I shouldn't, maybe I should like just focus on one, but I usually have like one which is like longer and then I start like others. Yeah. Yeah. I have like one audio book I'm listening to and then like one physical book I'm reading and I feel like I need like an audiobook, then like a nonfiction physical and like a fiction physical. That way I have like, you know, something like when I'm not in the mood to pick up like a nonfiction, like right now I'm reading a nonfiction physical book. When I'm not in the mood to pick it up, I feel like if I had like a fiction physical book, I would probably read that. But instead yeah. I, I'll like, you know, go online or, or do something that's not reading. So it's, yeah, yeah it's like, Oh, that actually sounds good. Yeah, actually, I haven't thought about it this way. I should start getting into audiobooks more. Oh, yeah, I I love audiobooks. Like I um, like I think before audiobooks, I wasn't even that much of a reader. Like I'd read occasionally, but it wasn't very common. And now now it's like for, for the last couple of years, I was listening to many more books than I was reading. Now it's probably starting to balance out more to 50-50. But yeah, it gives me something to listen to when I'm at the gym or um, out doing errands. I've oh, I've switched okay. from podcasts to mostly listening to audiobooks when I'm out, out and about. Okay. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. yeah, I should do that because I don't have like the... I, I mean, I have the attention span for podcasts, but sometimes I don't know, I'm not like in tune with the uh, actual like tempo. So I just stop. So maybe with audiobooks is different. Yeah. I have some audible uh, credits. Maybe I should like check those out. <laughs> yeah. What platform do you usually use? Is it audible or something else? Um, I used audible for quite a few years. Lately, I've been using uh, libro.fm. Libro. Which, okay. Uh, I've heard about it. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's India as well. It's worked out really okay. well. Nice. Yeah, this is very good. I'll and, check it out. Uh, and also, just a, a local bookstore or local uh, library. Um, like we can check out audiobooks from our library, and so we oh. there's a there's a wait list. So sometimes you'll you'll request it. And then you won't get it for like four months <laughs> and then you'll have two weeks to read it once you finally comes on available. Okay. That's actually like an interesting challenge. I should check out if there are any like libraries, they might, there must be in London. Yeah. I'll actually look that up. Okay. That's really nice. And the two weeks like seems, I mean, if you have that deadline, you're, I guess much more likely to actually <laughs> like do it. Right. Yeah. I, I just had something come up. And actually, the same book came up for my wife and I, because I guess we both were at a similar place in, in line for it. So now we're both trying to make it through in 14 days. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Intense. That's really good. Okay. <laughs> so on the hardcover front, what should we talk about today? Did you have anything in mind? Um, I was... The only thing that was on my mind was kind of talking about the component library. But uh, if you have anything else, uh, that can also wait. But anything on yeah, your mind? Yeah, no, we can definitely talk about that. I started going through that doc. So uh, to get a little bit of context for everyone uh, watching, we have uh, we have been building a component library for hardcover that would make it significantly easier for us to deliver features. 
uh, because right now many of the things that we work on because that's the way it goes we've built uh, from scratch and uh, I'm guessing that would uh, put a faster pace uh, of us being able to deliver and higher consistency so you'll be seeing the same elements uh, on the site throughout the site and we're trying to tidy that up uh, because one of the problems is that uh, there's a difference between uh, design. So we use Figma for design. Uh, the components are in Figma and the way components are coded on the website. So we have, uh, like, a, uh, what's it called? Uh, gap or like this. Yeah. They're a not missing. A drift. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're, they're out of sync. There's a drift there, and uh, the, uh, we have to get, keep that in check. Even though we're a small startup, and you know, there's not like many people working on the same uh, components, <laughs> it can get uh, incredibly like complex at times. Yeah, yeah. There's, and a, a lot of the pages were made before we had like Figma as well. So a lot of them were kind of. We're kind of doing that normalization step now, and yeah, that'll like I'm, I'm excited about what it'll mean because right now every single page kind of has its own little style quirks, and there's very little reuse. So yeah, I'm I'm very pro with us normalizing it because it's going to make maintenance and development of new pages and even fixing bugs just a lot easier. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, from from one so, point of view, uh, I was curious about fixing bugs because I had like this instinct that okay, uh, having the components basically does it uh, allow you to pin or or to isolate the errors that might be related to that component better if we have everything as a component or what's the actual uh, help there? I was always wondering how that translated. It would mostly be for. It would mostly be for style and normalization. Like, uh, if we realize that, like, um, the the color we use for like a secondary color, like an offset color, is you know, it's instead of being white and black for light and dark mode, it's like you know, gray two hundred on dark and gray seven hundred on light. And we want to change that color across the site. Right now, we hard code that color basically everywhere. <laughs> so changing that color means going in and finding everywhere we have text that's, that's secondary and changing that color. While if we have a component that's just like, you know, text variant secondary, then we change that color in one spot and it changes it across the site. So mostly it's that normalization part and the the bugs often come in where like maybe we didn't include what the light mode color should be at one spot and so there's a bug on that page because we're not uh we're not taking into account light mode while if we use the component we would always be taking into account dark and light mode okay gotcha yeah yeah, yeah. that makes that makes sense okay nice well should we jump? 
yeah. in the dock. Um, or do you want to start in, in, yeah, in Figma and... Yeah, that's perfect. Let me share the screen. Okay. So... Here we go. So mm -hmm. this is the component mm -hmm. library we have in Figma right now. Uh, these are the, I guess, primitives that we've been using to build all of these pages. So all of these are components, these are avatars. Figma makes it like really easy to uh, make variants out of design elements. So this is a title, this is a cover, you can change the size of the cover and these would be reflected on the actual code on the website as well. These are some tabs, so everything you see there, you can see here. Um, and yeah, this some some of them have light mode and dark mode. Some of them don't, which I'm supposed to fix really soon. And we've also got some uh, more complex components, which are components that are based off components. So you see an avatar here. These are the headers. Uh, this is the footer of the website. This is the nav bar. So this is how we're building everything. And this is how it's organized. Uh, and right now we have to see which of these are actually used on the website, which is, uh, let's see, because here's somewhere, here we go. Um, yeah, so we have all of these. Sorry, if you hear something in the background, that's my cat uh, destroying <laughs> its cat grass for some reason. Uh, oh, well, she sometimes does that. Uh, yeah, so we have the buttons, we have the callouts, and I started putting some of the uh, things we have in Figma over here. I actually wanted mm -hmm. to ask how is it how is it better to to list these because the way I did is I put the HTML element over here, and I also included the potential. Uh, props for that mm -hmm. according to how they're uh, laid in Figma. So for instance, for a tag, a tag might or might not have an icon. It might be dismissible or not. So for instance, if you added that tag yourself as a user, I'm mm -hmm. guessing it could mm -hmm. be dismissible. Um, it could be uh, set to have uh, some sort of privacy. So uh, for some tags that appear in some places, you might want to set that. It could also have this number. So uh, let's say the tag is used on a book. It would show how many people tagged that book with that specific tag. So the way I was thinking of doing it is uh, actually having all of these props uh, correspond to all of these, but this of course might not mean, or it might not be like the best way to treat them in code. So yeah, <laughs> I'm hoping you Adam can tell me if this is actually like useful or uh, we should just like put them the way they, they are. So just yeah, tag. We'll, we'll, probably, we'll probably have like one that's just tag 
and it maybe has a like the yellow variant and the gray variant which would probably be like normal and i don't know active whatever whatever the the yellow one we call mm -hmm. maybe accent keep it keep it with our our other one oh yeah and uh and then we create another another um component called like book tag and book tag takes in a tag element and that tag element would have the icon it would have the count it would have the um the spoiler and then maybe it could have it, it could take in children so it would take in like the actual children to and one of those children could be the close button that way the close mm. button is managed by the the person who uses the tag rather than the tag itself okay that makes sense so okay that's that's perfect is it any help if i put these in here or i was thinking yeah the same it could be like it could have a default but yeah what you're describing is definitely like uh like the way to do it so maybe i could just like write tag here and you can come in and yeah figure out how we'd actually do it yeah yeah that works okay that's perfect um for all of these options um i'm thinking so for the text um we have the colors and we have uh, the the sizes uh these i should get in figma i'm i'm assuming so uh these correspond to the colors we're using. So for, uh, should we use the uh, description on the button for all the colors in general? So primary, secondary, tertiary, accent, warning, and ghost? Yeah, what do I'm, you think? I'm done with that. And use, yeah, the buttons as kind of the, the default. So that, I mean, that way, when we see primary, we know it means like, purple on dark mode and light mode. Okay. Yeah. Do you think it's confusing to have primary and accent? That was the only thing that struck me as, okay, if we have primary, when are we going to use accent? Uh... Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember where in the code base we actually use accent. Let me, let me get an example of of that just so I can uh, yeah. have something in my mind. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm trying to find it in the actual designs. So everybody look at the hardcover designs. <laughs> um so, so like on the it, yeah the yeah I was gonna say on the uh, air lists we use it for the controls. And yeah, we use it for the book button. Mm, okay. I think I think that makes sense. It's it's kind of like, it's it's more secondary than accent. Yeah, I know secondary like kind of definition. A... Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess, I guess using... secondary works too. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, that's perfect. 
Yeah, I was gonna say that we, we're not really using this color scheme, or I haven't used it uh, because I didn't find like a place for us to use it. But I think it works. Yeah, we can use like the light gray as the secondary, uh, you know, definition of our color scheme. Tertiary is basically like the most subtle one. And uh, I'm guessing this would switch on light mode. So this would become mm -hmm. uh, slightly darker and this slightly lighter, right? Yeah. And yeah, I, I was think also thinking, uh-huh. I was also thinking of maybe adding a green one for confirmation. What do you think? That was the only thing. So having confirmation here, do you think that's, See, whoop, here we go. Maybe a darker shade. No, just do it like that. And instead of this red, go with a dark gray. So this gray, go with a dark one. What do you think? Confirmation. Yeah, I'm wondering if we need that or if we can just use the primary for like a, a confirm, depending on the context. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I, let's just yeah. use the primary. Yeah, let's just use the primary. I think that works. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right now, like in the the global nav, like our our buttons are uh, tertiary, like, and then the pricing is primary as an example. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. We can leave them like that. I think I'm okay with it. I made more colors for labels because I think we're going to need a bunch of colors for labels to differentiate. For instance, I was working on the profile and I was yeah thinking that we could use different colors for these. So yeah. yeah, maybe we can add green for the labels and mm -hmm. it can just have, let me see how I put them here. Oh, so they're actually like green indigo. They're color coded here. So they're not, I'm guessing a label should be, should it be primary, secondary or, uh, yeah, maybe it can be just by color, yeah. color coded. Yeah. Yeah, maybe just color code it because yeah, labels don't really have a, a hierarchy the same way buttons do. Yeah. Okay. That's nice. Yeah, we can leave it like like that. And yeah, all the others just have like variants. Uh I was also working on the sliders. Maybe they could be a good addition. That's the only <laughs> like element I found. And maybe we can use it for the gold component as well. I'm seeing that sometimes is broken for some reason on the on the app, but I'll have to uh, search for like where it's actually broken. I've seen it a bunch of times, but I couldn't figure out how it actually mm -hmm. doesn't show. Or I think it was a, a weird color that that I saw. I'm just gonna flag it on GitHub. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. 
Yeah, one of the things that has uh, come up when I've been going through a lot is is like the most common thing for components is the typography. So like header titles in dark and light mode, text in light and dark mode, and uh, links that are not buttons in light and dark mode. And especially the links, because we do a lot of links in different ways. I feel like when I was implementing a lot of pages, I was like, this doesn't make sense to do a, do a, uh, a different color, or I'm going to make this one a little light, light indigo because it seems better than, than white for this button or this link. And I feel like now all of those design decisions are coming back to me and it's like, Oh, <laughs> we need to normalize this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, fully agree. How, how do you think, uh, we should, we should approach this? So for, um, the titles over here, I was thinking that they could have a default light and dark color, which would be like this gray 900 and gray 50 for light and dark. They could have a gray color, which is kind of like the tertiary, uh, level, let's say over here. Uh, the indigo could be primary. So, uh, let's just like call this tertiary, let's call this primary and let's call this accent. Do you think that would make sense for the titles as well? And this would be the differentiation between dark and light mode. I chose different hues, uh, a different, uh, um, what's it called brightness for these because on light mode, it looks better if it's a little darker, but on, on dark mode, it's a little too dark. So for instance, if you, let me quickly ex exemplify. Uh, so this is dark mode and this is light mode. So on light mode, this seems a bit too light and on dark mode it seems a bit too dark but when i do this they stand out more ish mm -hmm. does that make uh let me yeah just do a swap to yeah exemplify this so it kind of looks like this i know is yeah. there like any notice I, I feel they have more contrast and for accessibility yeah we gotta have contrast it still like retains the color but it has more contrast or, I mean, actually, we could use this one for light mode as well. Now that I, I should have done this from the start. Let's see. So if we use like this for dark mode, so it's the lighter one and this for light mode. Oh, yeah, I think it actually works to use this for both. Um. I'm I'm okay either way. Like I I could see the slight difference when they were the light mode was a little bit darker, but um I'm up for, for either. For the other ones it stands out a lot more, like for grays and accent colors, but the the indigo is is harder to spot the difference. Yeah. And it could and be like just one one hundred difference, like between five hundred and six hundred. <laughs> Yeah, that's like a subtle difference. It works for yellow as well. I uh, I 
chose different yellows, but I'm thinking this one works as well, the slightly warmer one. Uh, yeah, this is a bit light for light mode, so we can go like this. But what do you think of this uh, separation? Is this what you had in mind? I think that covers that covers most of it. Uh, I think the yeah the the big step's going to be like everywhere everywhere we use text in the mockups, setting it to one of these settings so that way we can. Uh, in the code, set it to one of these settings as well, and not just, yeah, just not hard coded in the code. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, this is this looks good. And then for the links, um, I'm wondering about like I know you had some some uh, like more colorful link colors up top, but uh, I wonder about using these colors for links as well, or if we need to do uh, additional ones? Well, you can, I think we can use like these colors for, for links as well. I'm not seeing like why we, we shouldn't. So yeah, I guess we could definitely do this. So it's uh, primary accent uh secondary and uh, or secondary and tertiary mm -hmm. and these we just remove what do you think yeah i think that's probably good and maybe a, a warning one too for well no oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't think we i don't think we need a warning one actually because the warning ones could probably going to be a button rather than a than a yeah, actual it could thing be. maybe we have a delete or remove or, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's actually going to be a button. Or we can just leave it there. Maybe we need, yeah. maybe we don't. It can be just like sitting there and it can follow the same uh, the same pattern. And maybe we can add the ghost one as well since we have it there. So ghost is disabled for like all intents and purposes, right? Yeah. Should we name it disabled or should we leave it as a ghost? Um, I mean, ghost I sounds think go, pretty. Ghost works. Okay, so, sounds <laughs> just, pretty neat. Sounds so, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, ghost it is. Yeah, this is looking good, and we can keep the same system in every place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I think some of the the common ones I've been seeing for for the site have been uh, like at the top of like the prompts page, the top of the list page. We do something where we have like um, an icon in the header, and then we have a like a paragraph description about what the page is. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe like even that could be like a component of components for. Like what it means to be the like the header of a page, uh, this one, right? Yeah. So for prompts, I was thinking that to actually like have it just as a title. So this would be like the title base, 
so it would be our serif font and it would uh, maybe not have an icon. Uh, I'm thinking, you know, it's, I made it the same uh, throughout the site. Uh, I made it this way because some pages had icons, some pages didn't have icons. And I was thinking that it would be better to keep it um, consistent. So if we don't uh, put an icon, so for instance, on the recommended books pages, uh, we could either put an icon there or like take out the icons, but I feel it's a little bit more uh, consistent if we either use or don't use the icon on all pages, on all titles. What do you think about that? And like, feel free to disagree. It just felt that way to, to me when I was designing it. I do like the consistency of having <laughs> like an icon next to one. Uh, hmm. Or, you know, I, I like having it all the same too. Like whether we have have it for all of them or don't have it for all of them. I, I think I like having it though. Okay, well, that's good. Uh, so for instance, uh, that means we should find an icon for uh, each like page. And yeah, we can definitely do that. Um, I was thinking, let's say, let, let's say for genres, let's take this example. Uh, I'm guessing we could just like go on, where is it? Here it is, cookie. Uh, let's see if they have something. Because uh, we, we have the Explorer dropdown in the header and we could have them use the same, um, same icon as that or like the Explorer. Oh yeah, Explorer that's right. Page. So whatever yeah. whatever we use on this page, we could also use on the individual pages. Genres, okay, it's the hat. Ah, yeah. We could, we could, oh yeah. Hat. Hat wizards. For these icons, would it be okay to use the duotone? I really like the duotone uh, better than the line icons because they have a little bit of, uh, I don't know, depth. I guess to them, but that might just be me. I like the two colors thing. Yeah. I feel like it pops a bit more and it's like pretty, pretty subtle. I also used like a gray to make the actual title uh, pop out more. Let's see if I actually like edit at the end, if that works better. Genres. Just uh, yeah. at the top <laughs> uh, at the start. Yeah. Yeah, that looks good. I mean, yeah. if if we put it everywhere, let's put it on lists as well. Uh, which is the ones for lists? Is it list? Go on hardcover. Oh yeah, it's actually a list. And I'm guessing we have to normalize the icons as well. Uh, there are some places where we're using different icons. I think. Which is yeah, I noticed that too. <laughs> yeah, it might be me because you know I know specifically I've changed some icons and we might have like both worked on different sets of icons <laughs> for for the layouts, but yeah, that's okay. So no padding and uh, let's just make this into an auto layout and put an eight on 
it. So yeah, it looks good. I mean, we can keep the icons, but let's add them on every every page. Yeah. And on a on a page like this prompts page, uh, like right now we have like a little thing that says what prompts are. I'm wondering about like how, what you think about that? Uh, yeah, we, we could keep that. Uh, I was uh, actually, okay. So I did a little bit of changing that. Yeah, it can definitely uh, appear underneath. I think I made this page like this because yeah, it aligned with the others, but yeah, if we just put that text, I mean, get that prompts texts, uh, boom, 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 prompts. Here we go. And it would be like a secondary piece of text. Yeah. So, so in uh, in Figma, is there a way to say like this this um, text right here is like a text component with certain parameters? Uh, yes, but uh, this is basically uh, right now styled according to the Tailwind components. So I think we could make like a secondary component. So we'd have uh this uh as a component uh create component so this is like text and we'd have uh so this is the actual text uh, and here you can yeah say um what's the context of this and you can style it. So uh, this like default text is uh, really light and then you can add a variant to the text where you say color and this one is default. Uh, let me make this so that, okay. Uh, why is it doing that? Nope. Wait, this shouldn't be an auto layout. Why is it? Oh, well, I have to actually figure out what's going on over there. But yeah, anyway, uh, this is the way you do it. And then you add another uh, component and uh, this is color too. And it's like this. So when you take it out, this is the text sample, so you can actually uh, write like any text here and you can change the color. So it's either uh, the default one or the secondary one and you can add more components. So this is like the primary and the primary is uh, indigo and then you can have another variant here which is theme and light and this is the light theme and you can make copies of all of these Oop. 
let's see, and then select dark, and it's a dark theme, and for dark mode, uh, yeah, this actually turns into dark text, this actually turns into slightly grayish text, and this basically remains the same. So when you change the mode here, this is basically like exactly like the website, right? Mm -hmm. Nice, yeah. But, yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. Okay, uh, that's cool. I'm going to do that for all the text uh, options so that it's easier because we don't have any text. Nice. Yeah, yeah that so would that'd be awesome because, yeah, then when I'm going through the, the Figma prototypes, it'll be a lot easier for me to look at text and very easily say, like, oh, this text is this variant, this size, and this... Uh, yeah, actually, I think those are the two big things: variant and size for for text. Mm-hmm. And okay, and, have it, and having those use our um, component library variants and component library size rather than having Tailwind colors and size in there will make it, yeah, a, a ton easier for me to implement those pages for sure. Okay, that's perfect. Yeah, well, I'll switch everything uh, to to that then. Uh, the size is basically the tailwind size, so it's yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that's actually yeah. great. One of the last details, text. The titles are yeah, these. And I was thinking, you know, we have headings, but maybe we can also have the title component. So it's not just a heading; it's a title. Would that make sense, or would you rather have it tied to a heading? So this could be like. Uh, H1, H2, H3, H4. H4. Yeah. Yeah, I think right now I created a, a heading component which always uses the serif font. And then if we wanted to have just like text that used the serif font, we could add a variant to the text component, which would be oh, like okay. a variant, uh, I don't know, <laughs> or, or yeah, probably like variant title or <laughs> something like that. Variant, okay. uh, I, sorry. That, that's good, but I'm guessing, I mean, uh, in the designs, I had uh, like a pretty easy job to just use all of these sizes. So I didn't feel the need like I to have like regular text uh in the serif fonts so this would be if i if we had like six headings with these uh uh yeah with these uh attributes i think they would cover pretty much every case i mean that's what i've used throughout i think the... so so there would be no need to actually like have texts be in the serif font at all we can just keep that for yeah. titles yeah so if, if you see a serif font it's gonna be a heading of some level <laughs> yeah does it make sense from an seo perspective so for instance we have here title sm and title sm would correspond to an h5 uh, are there cases where we'd want this to be like an h whatever three two yeah, we would probably want that to be an H2. So maybe we have the size and the heading level as different um, things you can pass in. 
Mm -hmm. So this is size Excel and level H2. So you could have yeah. like the size base and level H2. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Let's keep it separate. We want that good SEO. <laughs> yeah. I having all those headers, uh, like that, that's one thing we're, we're definitely not doing very much today. Like we have, we have H ones, but we don't have like a good H two structure, a good H three structure. So yeah, that'll be, that'll be nice. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of potential like H two to H fours on some pages Yeah, and we can definitely find more. Yeah. Especially on the book page now, uh, with the redesign, there's going to be so many sections to it. Some of those yeah. headers will potentially be like even, uh, SR only. <laughs> yeah. Cause we don't even, even show them. Um, nice. Cool. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think this is, this is going well. I, I'm right, right now I'm, I'm like still converting all the pages from the pages directory to use the app directory. Um, but after that's kind of wrapped up, uh, I'm kind of like on the fence on if I should start converting existing pages to use components or just like implement the new book page using components. And that'll be like the first page that's like a hundred percent componentized. And then we can start implementing components on the rest of the site after that. And I, I'm leaning towards that way, but I'm curious yeah, what you think. That's a good approach. I'd say, yeah, we should definitely do that because the book page has lots of things on it. And uh, yeah, right now it's using components. I'm going to make the texting the components as well. So uh, yeah, it's all uh, nice and uh, dandy. And yeah, we can then use components for everywhere else. It's going to be easy, especially if we implement things like this, because this is like how we're showing things on all pages right now. So the reusability just for like this, uh, way of, uh, showing the shelf is huge. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a good approach. Yeah. Good thinking on that one. Cool. Yeah. Um, there's also these tabs. If we get all of these implemented, yeah, it's going to be like really easy to shift all the other pages and the app is going to look a whole lot different. <laughs> yeah. I've, uh, I've implemented the tabs component in the new, uh, or as a, as a component. So at least like so far, like as I'm implementing pages to the new app directory, they're all using the same tab styles. Nice. So at least we'll have one place to change it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's perfect. That's music to my ears. Cool. <laughs> yeah, Great. I, yeah. I just, I just can't wait to implement this page. Like I, I keep like pushing myself back from it. Like, no, no, you need to get the app directory <laughs> and the new search out first, and then you can work on the, the book page. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good.
that's a good sign but yeah definitely the search is going to be important as well so uh, i'm definitely encouraging (laughs) search as well i know some people have been waiting for it i i think our search currently has uh, some uh, some issues so just replacing it with the new search is going to be a real like breath of fresh air because the new search works so great so it's going to be like a huge improvement yeah i I think the the current search got is getting slower, like as time goes on, while the new search won't. Um, yeah. Cool. Great. Well, well yeah, it's been a anything, good session. Anything else you want to chat about? <laughs> no, I think we're good. We're good. We have lots of things to to work on. I'll continue working on the the, the designs and getting that this library aligned so that. Uh, you know, it's easier for us to push stuff in the future. And yeah, it's looking great. I mean, lots of stuff to do. Nice. (laughs) And uh, I started uh, posting all of the hardcover lives that we've had in the past on the hardcover blog. So now there's a, they're all on there. Everyone's linked on YouTube. And I think like this one, for instance, will go out on Wednesday. So I'm trying to do like a cadence of we record on Mondays, release on Wednesdays. Nice. Yeah, that's really good. And shout out to everyone. If you want to appear on the hardcover live, you can definitely message us. And we are eager to like talk to you if you're like in the book space, if you're interested in books, if you're interested in tech, if you're interested in how to link books with AI, if you're an author, if you're like a really like eager reader, come and talk to us. These sessions, this this is what they're for, and we're also using them to build stuff live. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's a good good distinction. Like uh, it, most of the time, it's us just building hardcover, but it could also mean us talking with users. It could also mean us talking with authors or people. It's uh, it's it's really about learning more about the people who could use hardcover, talking with other people in the book space to better understand them and sometimes building. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's great. Perfect. Well, on that note, should we wrap up hardcover number 15? I got it right. Sounds good. (laughs) Perfect. Cool. Well, well. talk to you next week. See ya. (laughs) Bye. Bye Bye, everyone.